Hello, this is Monday. It is the 25th of May in the year 2020. This is Point of View with Shirley Polk right here on the World Wide Web. It is such a pleasure and a privilege to be able to come to you and we're still in the relationship segment. We're still talking about relationships. What to do when starting a new relationship is what we're talking about today. What to do when starting a new relationship. We're going right into it. We're going, we have psychology today. Site, one article, and we have bustle.com with the other article. It is such a privilege, such a privilege, such a privilege. I am so thankful. Five steps. Five steps. This is by Dr. Jill Weber, PhD, and this is Psychology Today. And she's presenting five steps to take before starting a new relationship. And this is expert advice on getting to know yourself and potential partners. Getting to know yourself and potential partners. And I have found in week, well, it has been some information that I want to also share with you, which is really good. And the thing about all of these articles, and, and I, you know I do research, if you've listened to me at any time, if you've watched my videos, if you've heard me, you know that I do quite a lot of research. And I research and I study so that I can bring what I believe to be wholesome, great information that will help you and me to live a better life, a better life naturally, dealing with the cares of life on a daily basis. And spiritually, you know, I express that because I am saved and I'm sanctified. And I am filled with the Spirit of God. And I want to help you to be able to take care of yourself. And I have learned through the years, through the years, through trial and error, studying, researching, how to live a wholesome life. And I know none of us gets it right all the time. But if we can make it at least 90%, 95% of the time, I think we're doing an excellent job. And we can do it by the grace of God. And I repeat, this is Point of View with Shirley Polk. You can reach me at 469-629-9543. My email address is mssdavis at hotmail.com. Hotmail.com. Now we're going to go on into this um, psychology today. Expert advice on getting to know yourself and potential partners. And I must state my disclaimer, I am in no wise advocating 
are promoting premarital sex, fornication, adultery, we know fornication is sex outside of marriage, okay? I'm not promoting that, but let me tell you, I'm human and I know that everybody has a life and I am not trying to make you do anything. I'm trying to impress upon you that I've learned to live a moderate life. I've learned by the grace of God to accept the fact that I am single, I am a widow, and the Lord has blessed me to keep myself together, to have my integrity and my dignity intact, okay? And I thank Him for that. And if you choose to, you can do the same thing. And I'm going to quote a scripture, In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Who is him? God. And he shall direct thy path. Forget the rules. Stop believing he's not just into you. In fact, keep all the self-help confusion that instructs you on how to morph yourself into the perfect match for Mr. or Ms. Right. People who are genuinely happy with their romantic choices, spend more energy working on their own self-development than on appearing a certain way to attract love. Instead, of focusing on playing the game to entice a partner, put your focus on these five principles and over time, the right match for you I'm going to, my, my computer is messing with me right now. My computer is messing with me. I know what I need to do here. Put your focus. Okay. Let me try to do this. My computer is messing with me. People who are genuinely happy with the romantic choices spend more energy working on their own self-development than on appearing a certain way to attract love. Instead of focusing on playing the game to entice a partner, put your focus on these five principles, and over time, the right match for you will present itself. Number one, understand yourself sexually and emotionally. If you have not done the work of understanding yourself emotionally and sexually, 
you will likely enter romantic relationships from an emotionally dependent place. You may have the unrealistic hope that someone else will know how to understand you and make you happy, even when you yourself may not know. Directly communicating to your partners, partner about your emotions and your sexual side is is important. Hoping others will intuitively perceive who you are emotionally and what you need sexually is a fantasy. Make a conscious effort to become aware of your ongoing emotional reactions to the people and events in your life. Observe and label your emotional reactions. Reflect on your feelings and talk with people about how you feel or what you are noticing about yourself without expecting them to put you back together again. Number two, believe what people show and say about themselves. I'm telling you, you need to get this. Believe what people show and say about themselves about themselves. These are five steps to starting a new relationship. And we know that there comes a time in many people's lives that a new relationship is started. Okay? So let's just face the facts. Believe what people show and say about themselves. This is very important. It is common when attracted to someone to want to rationalize their poor behavior. If someone treats you with disrespect or chronically lets you down, take this as data or data about whom he or she is as a person. If you try to talk with someone and he or she dismisses you or rationalizes mistreatment of you, take this seriously. This may not be a suitable match. If a man says he is not looking for anything serious or he needs a lot of space, let him go. This person is not in the same place you are and may not want the same things you want. Believe what people communicate about themselves. If they are acting immaturely or disrespectfully or saying things that hurt you, move on, okay? Like my sister says, get some yonder, all right? Now, it's not your job to show someone a better way. It is your job to work on growing as a person. Number three. Avoid sextimacy. Now, as the author, Dr. Weber, describes in Getting Close to Others, five steps. Sextimacy is a cycle of working to achieve emotional intimacy through hastened sex. If you are hoping that a sexual relationship will eventually lead to a more emotionally intimate or committed relationship, cease and desist. Research shows relationships that start with sex before emotional intimacy is present typically do not become committed humans. 
You will spend your time hoping and working to get someone to change or step up to the plate when you could be putting your energy into growing as a person and finding someone who likes the person you have become. Number four, separate psychologically from your parents. And I also interject here, it might not be your parents, it could be a quote-unquote best friend, it could be a brother or a sister, brothers and sisters, it could be a cousin, it could be someone that you're very close to and that you confide in. Separate psychologically from them. Now this is no easy task, and many think they have done so when in reality they have not. Now, when I say, and the author here says, separate yourself from them, not let someone isolate you. Don't isolate yourself in a negative way, all right? All right, I just want to get that. I want you to get that. I want to get it out here. So, as an adult, if you continue to allow your parents or your friends or your brothers and sisters, whoever you're real close to, to meet all of your emotional needs when you then you siphon off some of the energy that needs to go into your romantic attachments as an adult and I repeat because I flubbed it up if you continue to allow your parents to meet all of your emotional needs then you siphon off some of the energy that needs to go into your romantic attachments. So as much as possible, little by little, and I, every time I, I read this and say this, I think about my friend who uses this phrase, little by little, quite often. Work to be independent of your parents. As much as possible, work to be independent of your attachments, okay? Now, this does not mean you can't enjoy their company, spend time with them, and share what you wish with them about your life. It does mean work to become comfortable making your own decisions, Excessively asking for their opinion, reassurance, or guidance, or allowing them to control your life means you are not living for yourself. And if you allow your parents to continually do the heavy lifting for you, or your friends, or all of the other people that I had talked about, okay, then you will not be a whole person when the right match presents itself. Now, entering into a romantic relationship, believing that the person is going to take care of you in the way your special people in your life have, can turn to a healthy match, okay, it can turn a healthy match into a toxic one. You have to be in control of your own life, self-aware of your goals, needs and emotions going into number five these are five steps to take before starting a new relationship and this is from psychology today dr jill weber 
Now put yourself in new situations. All right, this is number five. Put yourself in new situations. A popular idea holds that in order to find the right partner, one must first work alone on self-improvement. And so this is what it's, I just need to do me for a while. Okay? We all need to do that, all right? And the author goes on to say in her experience, when women do this, they put themselves in arbitrary exile where they feel sad and out of touch. Okay, it depends on how you do do me. Okay? Now, with such a vague goal of working on myself, enlightenment eludes and isolation compounds the misery. So you have to do it. And like a lady in Denison, she said, I do it, but I do it in the right way. All right? Work on yourself through developing greater emotional and sexual self-awareness. At the same time, you need new relationships with romantic partners and friends to truly know yourself. Okay? Each dating experience provides you with in-the-moment information about your preferences, weaknesses, and strengths. If you continue to think and do the same things that you have always thought and experienced, you will remain stuck. Your brain has an extraordinary ability to adapt and grow if you allow it. For the brain to grow, you have to give it new stimulation and new experiences that challenge you on some level. Perhaps there are things that you like or have wanted to try but have been afraid to do so. As long as they reflect your genuine interest, work through the anxiety and put yourself in novel situations where you may meet different kinds of people and experience other aspects of your personality. And you can uh, see Dr. Jill Weber's work on Twitter, on Facebook too. All right, so this is copyrighted material, and I have given the proper credits. All right, this is great information that I wanted to relate to you. This is Point of View with Shirley Polk. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Point of View with Shirley Polk. Our next topic is by BB Deets from Bustle.com. The one thing you should do at the start of every new relationship. The one thing you should do at the start of every new relationship. Most of us are too busy feeling butterflies or planning outfits or composing text messages in the early days of new relationships to consider much else. 
but there are certain things you should do at the start of every new relationship, things that will help to ensure that the vibe between you and your partner starts on the right foot and continues in an orderly and fashionable manner or fabulous fashion. I asked ex- experts, and this is Vivi Deeps talking, she did ask experts for the one thing that they would suggest that you make sure to do at the onset or outset of a new relationship, and the results were varied. One thing is for sure though, strong, healthy, long-term relationships don't just happen. They take diligence, awareness, and a definite sense of being present and in the moment. When all else fails, a smart dose of honesty and open-mindedness goes a long way when you're first getting to know someone. A nice pinch of vulnerability does wonders too, but in the end, whether you follow this expert's advice or that one's doesn't matter so much. Just find a suggestion that works for you and give it a try. It certainly can hurt and it might make your new partnership just a little more smooth sailing. Alright? Now you will find that in the process of researching and I get this material and it's really by the leading of the Lord because when he gives these subjects to me, these topics to me, then he leads me to the right articles, the right sites to get exactly what I need and then they all work together and agree with each other and this really makes me feel good because I can give you this wholesome information. I don't have to write everything that I relate to you. I don't have to put together these papers even though I'm putting together the information, putting together the information, but I don't have to just sit down all the time and write because there are hundreds and thousands of people who have done the research and who have put it out here for us to benefit from. And so therefore, in many cases, I do the research and I put the materials together and I present them to you because we have some awfully gifted, talented, trained people out here in this world who have done the work. We just need to find the work and relay it to others, okay? Now, number one, This is bustle.com. The one thing you should do at the start of every new relationship. Number one, lay down the deal breakers. Believe, uh, the author author says, I believe, and, and this is Nikki Martinez. Okay, she's telling Bustle this. She said, I believe. 
at the start of every relationship, you should try and find a way to work deal breakers into the conversation. And you can find this in Better Help, Health, Telehealth. Now she's a Better Help, Telehealth counselor and psychologist. Okay, so of course she says it's not that fun to talk about all of the things you don't want when you're trying to dive head first into something that feels amazing, but it's best to get everything that could gum up the works later off, later, excuse me, off your chest immediately. Now, a few choice deal breakers, okay? You never want have children, you are a virgin, you don't ever want to be married, you're not close with your family, Martinez says, that whatever your list looks like, we all have them, so could these be deal breakers? Okay. And it's not fair if you wait until much later to bring them up. It's better sooner than later to mention deal breakers so that you are fair to the other person and so that you are not wasting either of your time. What if you both miss meeting the perfect person because you did not address these incompatibilities head on? Though I would never suggest, this is the author talking, okay, that you bring this kind of thing on the first date, If it becomes clear that one of you is champing at the bit for children and the other never wants them, it'll be easiest for both of you if you pull the plug at the beginning. So true. So, 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 so true. Number two, take a cold, hard look at yourself. Now, think back to the Psychology Today article talking about looking at yourself and knowing yourself, okay? You see how this works together? Okay. The one thing, and this is by Rob Alex, who contributed here. The one thing I would advise everyone to do at the start of a new relationship is take inventory of yourself. I would even go as far as to tell them to put that inventory into a journal. And I'm interjecting here. I am a journalist. I do journals. Should I say journaler? Well, I do. I'm a journalist also. So I do write my daily activities down. Sometimes it's so to the point to seems like it's just things that are not even worth writing down. But that's just what I do, okay? So what he's saying here, you could just go so far as to put the inventory into a journal. And he doesn't stop there, so... He has a list of things you should include in your self-reflection. The things you should take inventory of are your feelings and how the relationship makes you feel. He says, also, are you being your true self? Does this person encourage you to be you and show 
up authentically. Number right by writing it down, it'll become crystal clear whether the new endeavor is a wise plan or not. And don't forget to write down where you see your new relationship heading, he says. Now this could help you when it comes time to move forward in the relationship or move away from the relationship by comparing the way you felt at the start of the relationship to the place you are when you look back. If nothing else, it'll be a helpful guide for going forward and will get your thoughts out of your head on paper. And this concludes the first part of the things to do when starting a new relationship. And the next episode will contain the remainder of this material from Bustle.com. This is Point of View with Shirley Polk, 469-629-9543. Email address is msstdavis at hotmail.com. Thanks, thanks, thanks for listening to my podcast. I love you. Thank you.